Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hello, recovery people. How are you? Welcome to 2023, right? It's it's here. There's, yeah, we're here. We're live, right? Uh, 2022 is a year that was filled with a lot of unprecedented events. And I have a sneaking suspicion that 2023 will be the same. I'm actually okay with that. I personally feel that we are in a growth mode across the globe. I think there are a lot of changes, a lot of shifts in the status quo. And I think the rate of people learning is actually increasing. There's a Forbes article, I'll put a link in the show notes, that talks about emotional intelligence in the workplace. And they say it's increased by double digits since the pandemic. And I think that's a good thing. So you know how much I love football and my youngest son plays football. And what happened this week with DeMar Hamlin with the Buffalo Bills having a cardiac arrest on the field brought so much to the forefront of how these players feel about each other. And I grew up with the concept of the gridiron. I mean, I watched the Miami Dolphins play the perfect season live. So that tells you how old I am. But to see the outpouring of support and concern and love that happened this week across the entire NFL was phenomenal for me personally. I have been to professional football games and I have been at the side where the players walk in stood at the same level of ground. And these guys are like trees. I mean, six foot two, four, you know, I mean, these guys are huge. And to see what happened this week with some of them consoling each other on the field, I loved it because it demonstrated that there are some incredibly strong men out in this world today who are completely fine with showing their emotions. And when I talk about a shift, I think that's one of them. I think that there are strong men out there who are willing to dig in and get in touch with what they're feeling to make things around them better. So as I go into the concept of this podcast this week, it is about being in an echo chamber. And what I experienced over the holidays was an opportunity for me to realize that thankfully, I'm not in an echo chamber. I am surrounded by people who love me and they also are supportive of my growth. So I became triggered of an event that didn't go exactly how I planned it. (laughs) And when I talked to the people that were around me, one of the things that they did was they held space for me. There's a really great article that I'll post in my show notes, that summarizes emotional containment. And it talks about being there for a person to help them process emotions, extremely strong emotions. And specific to parents, what this means is that as young children grow up, they have strong emotions. And if they don't know how to process them, 
what happens is those emotional expressions remain strong. And as we go through life, the goal is for a parent or a person to help you process of how you're feeling and lead towards resolution, right? So I had that over the break. And I also had somebody who, as they listened to me quietly and gave me space and contained my emotions, they also gave me feedback regarding to what I was concerned about by basically saying, it's time. It's time to let this go. And man, (laughs) man, was she right. And I'm working on that. Because if we hold resentments for something that's not happening or that there was a person that caused something to not happen, I mean, who are we really serving, right? Where is that emotion going? Is it staying within us? Is it hurting us? Is it helping us? So there's a lot there, but I'll stay on point specific to this podcast is that I was fortunate enough to have somebody around me who is very aware of my recovery process and very aware of my desire to grow. And it was awesome to, uh, yeah, not hear an echo chamber that consisted of, yeah, you're right, they're wrong. So the other part that I wanted to talk about is feedback, right? To listen to somebody is one thing, but to provide them the ability to grow from whatever it is they're describing to you, that truly is emotional containment. So imagine a situation where your child is in active addiction, there's a triggering event, and they're coming at you emotionally angry. It is hard and it will be hard if you're in this situation to say, I hear you, I understand you, let's try to talk about this to work this out. It's going to be really, really hard. And if you are blessed enough to have a situation where you're at the forefront of this substance use disorder, you can start practicing on doing that now before it gets out of hand. And here's the beauty about containment. When you do allow that person to talk to you and be emotionally activated, you're going to learn about how they think and you're going to learn about how they feel. And how you practice, reach out to people who are licensed, licensed therapists, reach out to recovery groups, reach out to treatment center professionals, get into learning about how to contain emotions that are coming at you from people that you love. I tell you, it's it's a gift. And I just received a gift over the holidays that somebody could do that for me and somebody could put me on the right track of personal growth and understanding that my feelings weren't the only ones that were involved in the situation at hand. So in 2023, I have made a commitment to myself to dig in a little deeper and be more forthright when I have these podcasts. I am also going to probably condense them when I don't have an interview and just stay on one subject. With the subject of containment, I'm taking it from the parental point of view and how our ability to contain is impacting the family system. One of the resources that you may have available to you is looking on the internet for a licensed therapist that is experienced with addiction and family therapy. You can also, if you have insurance, go to your insurance provider and speak openly to them about what is going on in the family system. 
If you don't have insurance, you can go to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. I'll put a link in the show notes and Google within the site addiction and therapy. There are a lot of resources out there that allow you to at least understand the concept. It's going to take a lot of digging in to see how you process things when they are activating you. What we need to do as parents is we have to stop looking at our kids as part of us. It sounds so strange, doesn't it? And we have to seek out what they're going through as individuals. And I'll go into very top level, the three circles that I spoke about in season one. As a parent, your job is to really understand your own circle. The other circle, which is your child, you'll also have to grow to understanding that child. And there's supposed to be not a completely overmeshed circle in the middle, but a touching circle, right? What you'll have to do is really dig deep and see what you're bringing to those three circles. And something I've learned definitely in the last two years is that these circles change at times. They fluctuate. There are times when the circles touch. And if there are events in in our daily lives that require a strong family bond or strong family get together, the circles do overlap a bit. But all of those three circles, they never become one. And that's the most important part. As you learn about yourself, you provide yourself a greater capacity to contain whatever is going on with your child and lead them more towards an area of resolution. Because if you're inside exactly what's going on, you think at least, your child's head, there's no space for you to be yourself. So in other words, it just always comes back to the mantra of this podcast, do your own work. If you have an incident that's activating, dig in and try to find out why. I can tell you right now, I know what mine is. It's it's abandonment. I was afraid that the people that I love, I wouldn't see them, you know? And it's the same thing over and over again. And I want that to stop. I'm just over it. Like my beautiful relative said, it's time to let it go, Angie. (laughs) And she's right. She didn't say it like that. She was much more succinct. Like, you got to let this go. And that's why I love her so much. But yeah, so containment, it's a very great concept to learn. If you have a therapist already that is a resource to you, start talking to them about it. And start imagining yourself helping your child whenever they have strong emotions, walk through those emotions and come to a resolution within themselves. It's not like your resolution or what you think is the exact formula to fix the problem. They've got to come to it themselves. It's it's a big, huge subject. So if your mind is like, wow, what is going on? It's okay. I mean, it, it probably took me, oh, I'm still learning. Let's be honest. <laughs> it took me about like three months to understand like the, the true aspect of it. But honestly, I'm, I'm still learning how to do it. So I wanted to give you some resources as always. If by some really wild chance you're a therapist listening to this, there is the 48th Annual Winter Symposium coming up January 2023. It is the Psychotherapy Associates Winter 
Symposium and my friend Kevin Peterson, who I had on last season, episode 37. He will be there. Both Kevin and Michael Barnes will be speaking about the parallel process between individual and family system recovery. This is exactly what I've been talking about this entire podcast in that the individual becoming healthy is going to greatly contribute to the family system recovery. It's awesome. And you know, back to football, you know, I love football. You've got to have each position healthy, strong. They know what to do because that is going to make a great team, right? It really is. So I'll put a link to the Chronic Hope Institute in the show notes. These are great people. They have been there, done that, and they can help any family recover. They can help individuals contribute to a good family system. And thank you, Kevin, as always, for letting me put this on the podcast. All right, I'm going to close out here. This is Angie Reno. I am the founder of Siblinghood of Recovery. We are in 2023. And the goal this year is to dig in as parents and see how we can do our own work and how we can contribute to the family system, which will allow our children a better opportunity to heal. To connect with me, you can follow me on Instagram, Siblinghood of Recovery. You can also hit up my website, www.siblinghoodofrecovery.com. Most of all, remember, be good to yourself and do the work because it does work. All right, I'll talk to you later. 